What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. I asked Walter to bring these books over I was curious about, and these are some, they're, they're beautiful hardcover books with the embossed gold, and they have the, uh, what is this called, the gold leaf sure, on the probably. edges. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had it tested, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> Um, and there's a, there's a series of them, and this this was this was a gift. This one's called "A Gentleman Dresses Up, A Gentleman Entertains, Toasts and Tributes." They have your initials embossed on the top. Now my mom got them for me. Yeah, so you got these because originally there was another book that you had. The, the right? original, that the first one is um, "How to Be a Gentleman." Okay, and you... it was kind of a, it incorporated all these sort of like these were would be like chapters in this book, and it right. kind of t- touches on briefly. How to be a gentleman in today's society, like what what we do and how we behave, how we have good manners, opening doors for ladies, kind of. Stuff. It was written in the fifties, or probably originally. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that original copy's gone. I, I bought that one at the men's warehouse. They sell it where you buy suits, right? So like you know where a gentleman goes to buy his clothes. Mm-hmm. You know they have this book available, so you can give this to a young man and teach him how to tie a tie and how to you know what what are the right occasions to wear a tie and. You know, what kind of jacket goes with what kind of, you know, dress and what kind of, you know, what makes it, what is a jacket, you know? When when you go to a restaurant and they say, oh, sorry, sir, you need to have a jacket. And you're like, I'm wearing a coat. It's like, no, 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 jacket. It's a very, you know, it's like a suit coat. Like, I just opened this up to page 67 and it says, When planning to have a new pair of trousers fitted, a gentleman wears the style of underwear he most commonly wears. Is that true? I guess so, yeah. You don't want to put on special underwear, you know, because <laughs> you want it to look and... You want your, you know, you want it to, mm-hmm. yeah, if they're going to tailor your clothes for you, you need to, they need to know like how they're going to look with the clothes that you're going to be wearing with them. If he can possibly avoid it, a gentleman does not wear a new pair of shoes to an important occasion, especially if they have soles of slick leather. Not brand new shoes, no. <clears throat> it's look like you're trying to. It's like getting a haircut on the day. Like get your haircut two or three days before your job interview, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you when, can tell when a haircut, like even if I didn't know somebody, I could tell when they have a freshly hair, you know, like when a fresh haircut. Mm-hmm. You could spot it on a stranger. A gentleman understands that only ladies fret over finding a belt to match their red or blue shoes. <laughs> Again, this book was probably written a long time ago. <laughs> right? Um, there are certain gentlemen that I know that probably fret. Will fret. They will fret quite a bit <clears throat> about their belt. At all times, no matter what the fashion magazines or the sales clerks say, a gentleman trusts his own instincts. So there's all these things. There's this this one. There's the one about um, entertaining, you know, which is all about, you know, cocktails and, you know, how to throw a good party, the toasts and tributes. Um, well, the a gentleman does not. shows you how to um, set the table. You were asking was about Was this that. this one? That was the one where they, yeah. But yeah, so there's all these books about being a proper gentleman. Now, do you... Do you still adhere to these things? Do you have you do you I like to think of myself as a proper gentleman. I, do, I mean it's you know, being being well mannered is a way of showing respect for the people around you. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant, you're not obnoxiously loud or you know, you're not surly, you don't swear a lot, you know, you don't know people's sensibilities. You try and be nice and have a good civil. 
because everybody wants to have a good time, not just you. And if you're in public... Yeah, everyone, you know, you're imposing your good time on their good time, and, you know... That's not a good Nobody time wants you around. Yeah. And why would anybody want to be somewhere where nobody wants you? So mm-hmm. be wanted, be nice, be welcomed, and be invited back. That's true. This one, we talked about how to set a table, and it says a gentleman knows how to how to set an elegant, if rudimentary, dinner table. Mm-hmm. The basic equipment is arranged in this manner, and it has forks and knives. And we talked about, was it the, the salad knife mm-hmm. that doesn't salad exist? Knife. Is there a salad knife? No, there's there? not. Remember? Because yeah. you were talking about the wedge I salad. Know that okay. Was, that was my point. Yes. Could yeah, you, you point out, could you show, on this chart, Jonathan, would you please show me the salad <laughs> there's knife? There's no, there's absolutely, there's a salad fork. Um, you know, another thing I've seen, I've seen these like pictures of these or memes on, on the mm-hmm. internet and said, there's nowhere for your phone. Your phone does not belong on the table. Certainly does not the fuck belong on the table, and it's it's I've I've made the comment to my guests before where I'm filling <laughs> well because I'm filling up their water, and they'll put their goddamn phone next to their water glass, and I have to fill that water. That water's getting filled, sister. So I what I'll usually say is that's a dangerous game, and she's like, what? Like putting your phone next to your water glass? And I'll just like <laughs> fill up their water glass and walk away. It's like mm-hmm. you've been warned. Like one of us, you or I, are gonna spill fucking water on your phone, you idiot. Like get it off the table. Yeah. Do you so you you are a no no phone on the table? Absolutely not. Keep I, it I in treat your restaurants restaurants for me. I mean, unless I'm by myself, <clears throat> um, I'll keep I'll kind of play with my phone a little bit just to keep myself entertained while my food's coming. I try and keep it in my pocket as long as possible. I'll look at the bottles, kind of enjoy the music and the ambience, kind of look around. If there's a pretty girl, you know, like just I don't in, leer. I'm not creepy, but it's like you know, I just kind of appreciate my surroundings. I'm, right. I'm, I'm here. They somebody again. We were talking about interiors before. Somebody went to a lot of trouble to make this environment pleasing. So I'll try and enjoy it a little bit, but I will eventually get bored of reading the same box. I'm a bartender. I know I know what the whiskeys look like. So I'll bust my phone out. But the ringer is never on. It's The phone is treated as though I were in a movie theater or a theater at all. Yeah, no, I well, I never have my ringer on, almost almost never. I yeah. mean, I'm always on vibrate it because it's be. either in my pocket right. or if it's in the other room, it's in the other room because I'm not interested in, you right. know, yeah. picking it up. You're not on my, at my beck and call, I hear you. I, I try to be polite with my phone, and certainly when I'm at, I'm trying, I don't usually, I mean, I have it on the table now, and, you know. Well, that's because we were doing stuff. We're doing stuff, but, you know, I usually always keep it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, at a bar, I remember... Tending bar around the time there's still cell phones were not like a big thing they mm-hmm. were around right mm-hmm. so that was like 2005 or whatever 2006 mm-hmm. because i always thought it was cool to like have magazines and books and stuff for people who were by themselves mm-hmm. and in specific you know like ladies if you make if you make a bar somewhere that's comfortable for a single woman to come in and hang out like then it's comfortable for everybody mm-hmm. because I, I think a lot of times, you know, single women don't want to go out by themselves because bars can be places that are creepy and weird. And well, they're designed for are... socialized constructs. Right. And sometimes, like, ladies don't want to socialize with every creep in the room. No. <laughs> and, and if the room, is, the room is designed mm-hmm. for everyone to socialize, then it makes it real easy for those creeps to creep up on the ladies. Mm-hmm. So if you make it so that they can't do that. Yeah. But I found that the phone became... you. I, I think at first I was like, You're, you know, the phone is ruining everything and this is supposed to be a social atmosphere and now everyone's zoned in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it gave people, you know, something else to engage with mm-hmm. when the only other thing, and me as a bartender, is like... I don't want to talk to you. Well, it's not that I don't, because sometimes I do, but it's I like... 
I don't want to talk. But you know, like when I've had the same conversations about whiskey and things Mm -hmm. like that, and I know that as part of my job as a host is to be somewhat entertaining. What I wish everyone understood in the whole world, if there's like one thing, is like if you want, if somebody wants to talk to you, they'll talk to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when I'm bartending, yeah, I mean, it's a social thing, of course. I'm not a, I'm not a complete asshole. No, but like. You know, I'm here to get your order and get your things, but there's like there's other people in the room, and there's other things I need to be doing. I will engage you. I will ask you how your food is, and if you come back with a question, I will answer it. And if I have a question for you, if I find that there's something that I can that we can, we I can stand there polishing glasses and like engage with you in, but if you're gonna force a conversation on me, then I think you're a fucking idiot. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I'm like clearly trying to do stuff, and you're like, oh, hey, 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 when you get a chance, it's like, oh yes, sir. What can I get? Uh, where are you from? Excuse me? Well, like, where where were you born? It's like, uh, you know, I'm not really comfortable having that conversation. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna tell a person like that where I'm from. My mother's maiden name. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not gonna talk, give them details about my life, so they can run into me in public and you know, and be like, oh hey, Walter, no, you're my old friend. It's like, I don't know you. <clears throat> well, I found. Not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I guess if there's local people in the city that you live in and stuff like that, and and maybe I'm not interested in. I mean, and I've met some people who I've become friends with outside of work. Sure, but I've also found that people often want my information so that they can tell me the better way that I should be living my life. Mm. You know, there's always this sort of like. I found like, oh, so what do you, what else are you doing besides bartending or whatever? You mm. know, and it's like, well, this is, this is it. This is what I do. Like, yeah. you know, and they're like, well, you know what you should do. Or, you know, so the, mm-hmm. if I tell them about where I did this or what else I'm interested in, or right. if I have other things outside of work and they're like, wow, well, what's your real job? Or what are you planning on doing once you're done with this? And, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And so I, I just kind of try to keep it light and try to keep it, um, uh, keep moving. Keep moving and keep Hold it that vague. Thought, sir. Let me go yeah. check on your salad. Well, just because I, walk I don't around the need corner, like kind of do this. <sighs> it invites uns- it, well, unsolicited advice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like this. This a gentleman knows how to make a martini, a Manhattan, and a Rob Roy. <clears throat> um, you know how to so make a Rob Roy? It's just a Scotch Manhattan, what right? I got a couple of good Scotch drinks. I mean, there's not, there's not too many in my. Estimation. I, knew you knew. I, was but. I was giving you a slow one, slow pitch. A gentleman never serves coffee until dessert. You drink coffee at the beginning of a meal, wouldn't you? Sometimes. Well, if it's breakfast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Fair enough. Well, I, I think this I don't is drink, about dinner I don't parties. drink coffee after like ten o'clock. No. I have a, I've had a shot of espresso with you, and well, maybe in. In situations where the party we're, bus was getting off at yeah, eleven thirty, right. and yeah, we were just getting started. That was right. breakfast, right? <laughs> no matter what time of night um, it was. When a gentleman is planning a cocktail party or a reception, he does not fret about whether there will be enough chairs. In fact, he hopes that a number of his guests will be forced to stand in order to encourage mingling. There's some weird <laughs> stuff in here. That is pretty weird. You know, when a gentleman realizes that dinner. That, that the dinner he has served is inedible. <laughs> he admits it. Rather than let his guests go hungry, he has a pizza delivered and sends somebody out for ice cream. So clearly not written in the 1800s. <laughs> I don't think pizza being delivered no. was a thing back then. No. What was the what was the last sentence there? The ice cream. And he sends somebody out for ice cream. So yeah, this this when was <laughs> when did pizza delivery start? When was the first? That's a research project for you, my friend. <sighs> All right. Put it on your list. Um. So, all this talk about gentlemanly stuff and, and you know, being proper, and, and there's one gentleman in particular I wanted to ask you about. 
Okay. And that gentleman's name is Adrian. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering, <laughs> did you like that? Uh, if you that particular if you wouldn't you wouldn't mind discussing either in general or specific where okay. Adrian came from so, or who, who Adrian is. So Adrian, <clears throat> I don't know why I chose the name Adrian, but so many 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 years ago. So this is okay. So here's here's part of it too. Um, the truth. This is going to be the truth. The truth of it. This is the real truth. The real truth. Because I, I've told this story many times, and I didn't lie exactly. And you'll you'll understand the difference here in a, in a moment as you as you acquire this truth, is that I was a male escort, for for a short time, uh, in my twenties, my my mid twenties, um, because I had this experience when I was twenty one. Or I was I think I was twenty. No, I think I just turned twenty one, but I hadn't left the garbage company yet. I hadn't started working for Camel Cigarettes yet. Because I started working for them when I was 21. So it was like I was legal of age to drink. And the ladies of the office that I was working at were all getting together for a bachelorette party. I was the only male being invited. And I got there. I was like, I was honored. Because I was pretty much the only male in the sales department. Like, it was really weird. Um, so I thought I was just a guest. And I was. I was, a you know, an honored guest, I guess. Uh, I was also uh, impromptu sort of the entertainment uh-huh. in a certain way did you know this before not really no. no it just kind of i think it just kind of happened like i was just like at first it was like they're not inviting any of the other men they're all they were kind of you know they're it's garbage company it was all construction like they're you know, these are like nasty spit on the ground kind of men you know mm-hmm. and i was like a young man obviously the gentleman books you know i was raised well you were and clean you were I polite was clean, i was polite i was like a metrosexual sort of you know i i had like product in my hair and all that stuff. Back when metrosexual was the term that we used. Right? Yeah. Is that good? No, I don't think so. No? Nobody I mean, does. I haven't watched the, the latest uh, incarnation of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> yeah. But, so but, go ahead. So they invite me to this thing, and we're all drinking and having a t- my, my boss does the worm. You know, she's doing the breakdown. It was pretty wow. awesome. Somebody came up with this game where um, they would write body sh- different shots like body shots or shots, they would like write it on tequila, the, tequila on, on you know on this or whatever, like lick neck, you know, kind of thing. And then they had this piece of red yarn that they would like dipped in red food coloring. And I would lean against the wall, and they would like hit me like they were whipping me. They'd like hit me with this this piece of yarn, and wherever they hit me, like that's where. And it wasn't like a they wasn't being whipped. It was yarn. It was like it was a really flimsy piece of string. It was fun. It, it was, was just a funny. It was like pin the tail on the dog. It was just a game that they were doing. Right. But then we would all do the shots. It was like tequila, you know, whatever. And then everybody would like pour salt on the necks, and everybody would do like these body shots off each other. And it was just me and all these girls. So it was pretty awesome. I was having a pretty awesome time. Okay. Uh, I wasn't paid. It was just me hanging out with the girls, and um, so then years later, I think I was twenty three, twenty four. Oh, I was like 23, I remember, because that was when I met Terrell. Um, because I had had this experience, and I was like, you know, I was working all these jobs, doing a lot of stuff, and I was like, I kind of wanted to get out of the kitchens a little bit. And I thought, why don't I just be a male escort? So I went online to see, like, if that was even a thing. I wanted to, like, also know that, like, I wasn't, like, interested in dudes. You know, like, I'm not... I'm not. Gay, you wanted to be. So I just wanted to, you know. You were. You wanted to be a some heterosexual ladies. escort. Yeah. Get make some money and like go on dates with older women. I guess have them take me out to dinner and be arm candy. I didn't really know what this was going to entail, 
And so I kind of went on this website. I Ask looked Jeeves. at what they had going on. I asked. But I, no, by now I think we had no, no. This is this is after that. So I think it was. I think Google and Bing were starting to come. Bing wasn't a thing yet. No. Yahoo. I think it was maybe Ask.com. Okay. You know, had, had evolved. Um, what year is this? Just so we're. I was 23, so you do the math. I don't know. 2003, 2000. No, I'm, I'm 40 now. Okay. So, anyway, I contacted this company. This guy's like, "Yeah, come on down. You know, I'm gonna have to see what you look like, and you know, take pictures for the website." You know, I'm like, "What kind of pictures?" Just like a headshot. Kind of so thing. you like, called him. I called this thing. Yes. He said, was, "Come down, take pictures." Yes, and it was in Springfield, and I go down there to this kid's house. He was like my age. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got this little website, and he takes a picture of me and puts. It, he shows me what it's gonna look like. It's just me and my leather jacket, just like, smiling. like from the waist up. In, it was like in from his... like the sh- the chest up, chest it was like up, a, like a headshot, just like got a it. bust. And you shot. do this at his house. Yeah, in his okay. kitchen. And uh, he gives me a pager, and, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't give me the number. Obviously, he's gonna be the one paging me to let me know when the when the calls are coming. It's like this, this is yeah, cell phones are still. Was there any discussion about what you would or would not do on these dates? Yeah. I mean, it was like, basically, it was like parties. Like, he was going to take me to a party with, like, a bunch of bachelorettes. And basically, it was like doing exactly what I thought I'd be doing. Like, what I did for those other girls, like, that I knew. It was like, and he's going to drop me off at this bachelorette party. I'm going to dance. And he told me, he bought me this pack of white t-shirts. And he told me to cut, you cut the, the, the thing right here. So it makes it, because this is the part that won't rip. So mm-hmm. you, you make a little tear right there. You just cut it right there so you can't really see it. On the and collar. Then, yeah, and then you can rip it off. He taught me how to like rip off my shirt. <laughs> Did you actually do it or he just told you that? Did no, he you... just well he told me like no, I cut the shirts. I actually had a stack of shirts like ready to go in case he paged me. Did you did you practice one first I like did. at your house? Yeah, I okay. tore off a couple shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right so you off. just thought you were going to dance and have fun and Yeah, just were... go to these parties, entertain these girls. So I you... had this little game that I had already done where like, oh, I'll just get a piece of string out and we'll write some body shots and I'll dance around and do shots with these girls and it was 200 bucks a thing, right? What about did you think about like having Sex, sex for more money so basically he explained that that's illegal yes um uh but if they tipped me more and if i wanted to do whatever i wanted to do i was allowed to do whatever i wanted to do but he said it can't be through the company and it's not you get the 200 dollars immediately put that you know somewhere where it's going to be safe because you know 50 of that's mine and you keep the rest and if you want to screw some lady for what money or whatever like they, you go to town do whatever you want to do you're a free agent you're allowed to, but not in our name, and it's not a company thing. It's not we a, will deny, denounce. Yeah, it's not part of. It's not a service that we provide. It's not why you're being called. You're here to. There's no expectation of it. It's just. Okay. Yeah. You're I'm here like, to cool. entertain women. You're you're. Right. Use court. your own discretion. And he's like, I don't recommend you drink because, you know, you get into like uncomfortable situations. If you you know get too intoxicated, you start you know you lose that money. I mean, you still owe me fifty bucks for the call. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. Um, so, and so the long, I mean, I didn't ever go. The only time he ever paged me, so I, there, I said, like I said, uh, is when I met Terrell. This young lady, uh, I met her, um, I was trying to get her to go out with me this, for like a really long time. And I finally, I had tricked her into going out with me for this Halloween thing. How did you trick her? Well, cause, so I, I was like, okay, you won't go out with me. I get it. Like, let's just, can we just go get coffee sometime? She's like, sure. And I, again, I didn't have a car. So we met at this coffee shop and then I'm like, yeah, so just, coffee's great. Could you, could you give me a lift? Uh, I want to pick up a video and a pumpkin. You know, I got a car of a pumpkin for Halloween. She's like, sure. 
So she we, she drives me down to the video store, and I'm like, it's going to be a minute. Do you want to come in? So she helps me pick out a scary movie, and then she helps me pick out a pumpkin, and then we go back to the house, and we're like, hey, do you want to help me carve the pumpkin? So we're now watching scary movies and carving a pumpkin, and I successfully tricked her into this date. <laughs> You're like George Costanza or something. Like I don't know. I thought it was pretty. So clever. you had you had a, you had a good time with her, and then yeah. so and then so then now that's now I was like okay, so the time for a real date. So I asked her out on a real date date. So she, she said agrees. Yes. yes. So now she was comfortable enough going out with me. So we went out and we're on our first real date, and I get this page. We were at. I think what were we doing? We were at. You some, were out. We were out. We were and so we're out. I think we're somewhere on the U of O campus, about to listen to some speaker, some somebody she admired, some some political figure or actor or something was going to talk at this thing. And um, I get the page, so I'm like, ah, hang on one second. I'm not going anywhere, but I'll explain later. She's like, okay, like who has a pager anymore? Like by this time, cell phones are they're around. You know, everyone I had one, everyone had one, but so she's like, that's weird. You have a pager, so I go to this payphone. They had they still have payphones. I go uh-huh. down the hall. And I'm like I call this guy. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, yes, yeah, so we got this gig. Uh, it's in like 45 minutes to an hour. I'm gonna come. Just tell me where you are. I'll come pick you up. I'm gonna drop you off at this thing. I'm like, yeah, I can't do it tonight. Sorry, man. You gotta have to call somebody else. He's like, no, no, that's not how this works. Like, I need you to come. Like, you're on call. This is the thing. I'm like, yeah, but I'm on a date right now. I'm not coming. He's like, no, dude. Like, I'm coming to pick. Tell me where you are. I'm coming to pick you up. We're going on this Jesus. gig. It's like 200 bucks for you, man. You're gonna make some money. I'm like. I like I said I'm good. Um, I I'm on a date. I'm not leaving right now. And so basically, that was it. Like we just kind of severed our little agreement. I was like, I just kind of hung up, and that was that was the end. Was of it. there any discussion about like that you were just always on call at that point, or was there basically, days? There were days no, like did you have days off? Days no, on? No, you never just... know when somebody's gonna want a young man to tear his shirt off. Like that's kind of like <laughs> the thing you don't really plan for too far in advance. I think. Huh? Some girls get drunk and they're like, let's get a let's get a dancer in here and then and they, so just then make they just make a they go online and they make a phone call and maybe, maybe a dancer saying, shows up but and he was pretty pushy about he was pretty pushy about it I, I could see how this could this relationship could get dark so i basically just severed it i was like no nah, i'm not i didn't yeah we're not playing this game so i hung up and that was the end of it well whatever did you have to give him his pager back i had it for years i don't know what happened to it i saved it <laughs> he never paged you again no he just Decided the pager that was, was it, yeah. And that was that's the story of Adrian. You, know, you said that, that, and that's the that truth, was my truth. name that I gave him yeah. to put on the thing. And yeah, that was that was the because because the okay so the the lie I guess that I, sensibly that I say is like when somebody finds out about Adrian or the, that I was a male escort or whatever, and I tell them like yeah you know I went on one gig and I and I explain what happened at the party, mm-hmm. and I kind of leave it. I, there's kind of a fuzzy implication that I, that was what I was doing for the. Like that was a male escort, and this is what I kind of did on the regular or whatever. But I never actually went on a call. The other one was just a party. You were having fun with coworkers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So that the truth is inevitably not as interesting as as the lie. I guess. <laughs> wow. And how did you? How do you spell Adrian? A D R. Did you Did you have a last name for this person, no, or was no, it just Adrian? Okay. Well, I guess you don't. Nobody's really asking there. Mm-mm. The male stripper, what his last name is. Yeah. Huh. And you of the West Coast, and that soured you on the whole, the whole thing. Sex trade? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I guess that's as far as I got into it. Wow. That, but yeah. 
Huh. And you had cards made up, did you not? You no, went I didn't this... have cards for that. Oh. Did I? No. I thought you had... I thought you had cards. If I, think I did, I was... then I would still have them. No, I don't think I ever had any cards. Okay. No, I had a button. I had a pin that you gave me, I think, from some other restaurant. You, like, found, like, a weird, like, a stewardess's pin. Like a name Adrian. tag? It's just, yeah, like a name tag that Adriana. I don't know where I got it. I thought you gave it to me. Like, you found I don't it know. somewhere. I had it for a long, number of years, but... Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> I think. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.